Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always in these spooky, haunted after midnight locales is Tim. Hey, big brother. <laughs> hey, little brother. <laughs> yeah, man, you're older than I am. Why am I older? <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, even though I said it was after midnight, it's actually, I mean, there's this clearly daylight for both of us, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a horror movie podcast. We talk about horror films every week, uh, sometimes more than once per week, and we are discuss- discussing The Pale Door on this episode, which is a new Western horror film, uh, which has went to VOD. And. Uh, we're going to dive into this. That's actually it was a, a winner of a vote, a new vote that we have on Patreon at the $10 mm. tier where new VOD releases and stuff of that nature go up for a vote. And the one with the most points each month gets reviewed, as this is right now. The one with the lowest points gets removed. But all the other stuff that was in the middle of the pack gets rolled over into the vote. So the vote keeps getting bigger and bigger, and that's uh, something that the $10 patrons get to do. When we have quieter months, mm-hmm. maybe after Christmas, we'll maybe do two of the, 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 the most voted for and so on. But it's just a way to help pick kind of what some of these newer, smaller releases that we are that we're doing uh, on the show. Uh, and theoretically, that'll give us more time for uh, other classics and stuff like that. But, uh, so that's The Pale Door. is a horror western focused on two brothers, if uh, Tim's joke at the start wasn't an indication of that. <laughs> uh, we will start spoiler-free, as we always do. We'll give you warning in the middle before we go to spoilers. Uh, so yeah, the premise is that these two brothers grew up without parents after they were shot dead when they were both relatively young. The, the older brother was maybe in his like, mid to early teens, uh, the younger brother, you know, more like an eight-year-old, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they we get a flashback at the start of the movie, but ultimately we're thrust into a situation where the older brother is sort of the leader of a, of a gang. And very likable gang, but a gang all the same, and they're going to do a, a heist on a train. But instead of finding a, a vault or, you know, gold or something of that nature, they find a crate, which inside the crate is a girl who has, like, a Hannibal Lecter-style metal contraption on her face, like mm-hmm. a mask to, like, stop her from biting, presumably. And they think, this is weird, like, why is she trapped like this? And ultimately they decide to take her back to where she belongs uh for a reward money rather than you know and you know get involved in human trafficking uh, so they're not completely <laughs> evil and unfortunately for them though when she takes them back to her her hometown the brothel where she came from uh let's just say all the women there aren't exactly what they seem there is a supernatural what some might say witch-like force at play uh and they find themselves mm-hmm. trapped in the town and I'll leave it there for now, but we'll get into more plot details later on. Spoilers. So I will start, as I always do, with asking Timothy Goatman Esquire yeah. mm-hmm. what he thinks of The Pale Door. Uh, so I, I was kind of excited uh, by this because I thought the trailer looked pretty decent. Like, you know, maybe not uh, amazing, but I, I think... Um, you know, when we talked about the trailer on the the news uh, episode of the show, um, you know, it's kind of like, oh, you know, this this could be cool. It looks kind of cool. Um, unfortunately, I, I got to admit, I was pretty disappointed. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think this was super boring. Um, it's I, I think there's like the, the horror element. I mean, it's definitely there, but it is like really not. uh <laughs> 
not like a, a, a huge part of the movie, at least like what I thought, because I thought it was going to be more of a, a siege movie where they're all like trapped inside this brothel, like, you know, fighting off like demons and stuff. And uh, there is definitely elements there and some of it's kind of cool. But then so much of it is this drama stuff between these brothers that I'm sorry, I just could not care less about. Um, I don't think any of the like characters are act or actors are particularly great i think a lot of the uh special effects are pretty bad <laughs> like a lot of cgi blood um and yeah i uh yeah <laughs> hate to be negative but i'm sorry i just really wasn't into it <laughs> interesting uh now uh, you probably think about it to try and be contradictory here so that <laughs> i loved it it was this amazing movie and tim is a fool and <laughs> uh, I'm about to school him over the next 40 minutes or so as to why he is incorrect. That's not the case. I I, I thought it was just okay. Uh, I, I don't feel as harshly negative as you do, which is why I'm, I'm a little surprised with uh, uh, I mean, like, the extremes to, there. But I mean, I don't think it's like the worst movie in the world by far. Like, it's not like, oh my god, I, I can't believe they put this crap out, crap out. You know, I just, I just really didn't like it. <laughs> um... It kind of falls into a category for me where I like it a lot more than, say, like, all the supernatural VOD movies that we cover that I sit and say mm -hmm. I hate and think are boring. I, I think it's better than those, mainly because I think it does a decent enough job of making the gang of characters likable enough. They seem, you know, friendly, couple likable faces. Uh, as it goes on, the kind of the assholey one, you know, ends up being a little bit nicer by the end. And just there's, there's enough sort of just basic building blocks there for the characters that you know it's just it's fine it's fine in terms of of that side of things uh and I, they didn't really do anything for me i thought they were all kind of like boring like there wasn't really much that stood out to me by him and uh like the main character the kind of younger brother guy uh -huh. uh, i don't know i didn't think his acting was that great uh he no might, offense to him he might be the weaker <laughs> no offense you're, you're terrible <laughs> you're terrible you should stop acting immediately but no offense uh yeah he's probably the weaker element and I don't think mm -hmm. the cast was too bad, though. They were, they were kind of very serviceable in a... Like, this to me felt like if they'd just not let the pacing die as much as they did, especially mm -hmm. after a certain point in the movie, because it's, it's kind of a big moment with the supernatural stuff where the, the horror stuff kind of really kicks in. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff going on there, and then afterwards it kind of slows down to a crawl for a while. And mm -hmm. I think at that point it should have been a bit more defined what they were doing and you know what their, sure. their, their thoughts were or their plan was. Uh, there's a lot of guys sitting around waiting for things to happen after that point, which I think really hurts its momentum. Because uh, mm -hmm. I, I was, you know, I thought the setup was solid enough. I, I was kind yeah. of into the idea of, of the uh, the characters. I was into the idea mm -hmm. of kind of what the premise is. Mm -hmm. It just, it needed to be a bit more old school 80s B-movie, I think, past a certain point. Exactly, and yeah. Instead of doing that, it kind of slowed down and tried mm -hmm. to make it more of a serious thing about forgiveness and, and whatnot. And, I, like, I'll always champion, tr you know, trying to go above and beyond and doing other things that aren't just mm -hmm. typical, but um, it, it just... Yeah, I, I, but I thought it was okay. Like, I, I wouldn't say it was bad. I, I think this is mm -hmm. kind of landed in the middle for me. Uh, it, it's got more I could see more effort put into this and more attempts at the, the writing of the characters than I do with I don't know pick your what did we do you should have left I don't know pick your supernatural like, movie that we did recently I don't know any of those standard 
parents haunted house child starts acting weird hollywood yes. supernatural movie <laughs> any of those we've done um, prodigy much. the turning oh oh yeah you're hurting me all of these are hurting to like daggers to the to the heart but uh yeah i mean I, i'll agree that it does have more than like a lot of those kind of um you know typical um yeah like just generic hollywood horror movies like yeah i'll, I'll give it that like at least there is an attempt um to try try to be more and yeah there, there's nothing necessarily wrong uh for you know, like trying to add like, you know, drama and character relationships and, and everything to the movie. Like, you know, if it's done effectively, like, yeah, that can really, you know, like uh, set something like really high. Um, but yeah, it just uh, unfortunately just it wasn't really there for me. It wasn't really uh, hitting, you know, what I was hoping for. And I mean, I think maybe part of it might have been like from the trailer. I was expecting a bit more, like you said, like an 80s B movie you know, like something like along the lines of like, you know, not the 80s, but, you know, like from Dust Till Dawn or something like that's what uh, sure. you know, I was kind of thinking that we might be getting. Um, so part of it might have been like expectations um, that kind of, you know, soured me uh, on it a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's a uh, it's unfortunate because, again, I was yeah looking forward to this kind of hoping because uh, I, I do actually like um like the like western horror i think that's like a a cool mix that you don't really see like too often you know yeah but tomahawk's know. kind of the, the one big example from sure yeah the past few years yeah and like every now and again yeah you, you get one but yeah it's not like uh you know something we really have like a glut of but uh yeah uh, i don't know it's uh it's a shame <laughs> i mean you mentioned the horror and the gore stuff not really being or the effects i should mm -hmm. say rather than gore although there are some gory moments but there's uh, a few cool cool scenes but yeah overall I, I didn't think it was that great yeah i, I kind of like some of the visuals there's definitely like a, mm -hmm. I, 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 I don't think it's a, i mentioned witch like stuff mm -hmm. you know when you actually see some proper witches stuff going on like i thought mm -hmm. some of that looked good some of it didn't look good uh i kind of appreciated kind of the horrific like you know take on the pointy noses and the sure. your, your traditional mm -hmm. witch kind of thing it was like okay it's great to have this ethereal kind of like obviously i love the witch and i, I like mm -hmm. those takes and that kind of thing or uh your more artistic mm -hmm. attempt and it's not, not that hansel and gretel's got a witch per se but you know gretel mm -hmm. and hansel like you know I, I thought i like those takes on it but there is something to be said about having just a grisly gnarly version of the the classic pointy nose mm -hmm. you know cackling I, <laughs> yeah I, I kind of like the idea of, like, making them, like, yeah, like, creatures where it is, you know, it, it almost becomes, like, a, a, a zombie movie or something where, like, you're just kind of, you know, fighting off tons of them and they're trying to break into this, you know, place and stuff. Like, I think that is a, a cool idea. But, uh, I, again, I feel like we don't really ultimately end up getting that much of that. No, no, well, that's the thing. Once, once stuff is kind of revealed and stuff set up, it does kind of linger uh mm -hmm. with them waiting around rather than being particularly proactive i i would have definitely preferred something that maybe establishes some rules a little bit earlier on mm -hmm. and kind of has them operate through trying to survive based on what they've learned and what that but they're so kind of in the dark and things seems you know eventually they kind of realize they can't enter a certain place and that's kind of okay mm -hmm. like i definitely like details like that but mm -hmm. it ultimately never feels like there's much i i have this fine line with a lot of movies horror movies specifically where 
I don't have a problem with, with a movie where the characters, and this is not to say that this is what happens in this movie. Just that I was thinking about it at a certain point uh, during the film, but I I have this problem sometimes where when I'm in a movie where it's obvious that the characters have no hope of surviving, where you know it doesn't matter what they do, like the the, the force that's after them usually it's supernatural. The force. Shut up. Uh, is so you know powerful it can just do anything random it can you know mm-hmm. retaliate to anything they do or in something like say a Blair Witch where they just can never leave there's no getting out of it now Blair Witch actually is an example where it's done well where there's this sort of building sense of dread of accepting that there is no hope that there is no escape you, right you're talking about the, the original Blair Witch or the the original of course the original okay. alright just making sure Jeez. I'm not going to bring up that new one as a positive example for anything how dare you Right, but there's a lot of movies where, you know, whether it's you know vampires, werewolves, witches, zombies, whatever. Frankenstein's. <laughs> there's a lot of movies where, uh, and, but I think more more often than any of those, it's usually ghosts or demons or something mm-hmm. supernatural that can just kind of do whatever it wants because there's there's less rules for it. Mm-hmm. There's a problem I have in a lot of movies where it feels like there's no hope for any of the characters to survive. So there's actually an almost no reason for them be to be proactive, and there's a sure. there's a there's a wall I kind of hit sometimes where I'm like, well, nothing they do matters, so mm-hmm. I have a hard time caring about anything they do, and like I say, there's a fine line, there's a there's a line where it works, where the hopelessness is what the movie's going for, and it wants you to feel that existential dread of there's no happy ending here, but in mm-hmm. a movie like this where it's more like you say, kind of verging on a siege where they're, they're kind of trying to survive and hoping to find a way out, where if there's a point where I'm thinking, well, nothing they do really matters. Like anything could happen to them at any point, and uh, without getting to spoilers, there's one character who starts like doing stuff because they're clearly being affected by the witches elsewhere in the town, and it's like, well, if they can just make people do things, and at that point, there's like you know, there's very little chance of surviving, um, and it almost makes anything, a- any character who does survive in a situation that feels that helpless feel like it could be a cheat or feel like it's just kind of random that they survive, and it, you know. It's something that I think about sometimes when I'm watching movies where there's characters in peril in a, in a situation, uh, kind of like this, but maybe, you know more so much with ghosts and demons and things like that. Um, yeah. But I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that at a certain point in this movie where I was going, well, is there any actual real realistic sense of survival? And it's mainly mm-hmm. due to the town. The town they're in has kind of got like a, you know, otherworldly, it's not really here, but so they can't really get out mm-hmm. kind of vibe. So if they can't get out, then, you know... and. I don't know. Is this there's, there's this feeling of like, well, there's nothing they can really do. So I've, I'm I'm kind of not invested in what their the decisions are. But part of yeah. why I love characters being proactive and I love rules is because if there's rules that they can use those rules to make choices mm-hmm. based on the world they're in, based on what they're doing, and therefore I'm invested because you know whether or not they succeed or not, there's a chance they can succeed. And if there's a chance they can succeed, there's something for me to bite onto. There's something for me to hope they they'll succeed mm-hmm. in, to hope they'll accomplish. And if that's not there, unless it's a very specific, you know, like I say, fine line, unless it's a very specific, like, take on it where the, the dread works on its own or you've got some sort of existential kind of, I don't know, David Lynch or Lovecraft or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, I don't know. I, that, that's kind of where it falters for me. Uh, yeah. No, it's a good... Yeah, no, no, that's a good point. Like, I, I, I get what you're saying. There's, like, um, you want to have, like, some type of spark or something that you, you can root for or see them overcome. And uh, 
you know, not to necessarily say like, you know, that there can't be a movie where it is, yeah, just like, you know, people getting slaughtered without any, yeah, hope of like survival. But, uh, like that can be done. But yeah, the, I think like, um, you, you do want to have like something that you can kind of grasp on or, or hope for, or at least some sense of like, okay, um, yeah, let's see, maybe start to do this or, find a way out here there, I mean, or whatever and a movie like this it's kind of it goes back to the example uh of like you know most movies have a three-act structure and mm -hmm. you know they'll be like set up the story and then the you know the third act will be the resolution of the story and mm -hmm. most movies are three-act structure and most movies should stick to being a three-act structure but that's but again other movies break that rule movies have four-act structures five-act structures weird two-act structures and all sorts mm -hmm. of wackiness and Movie rules are always made to be broken by people who understand why they exist in the first place and what they're doing when sure. they break them. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm not so sure that this VOD movie about you know, <laughs> a, a, you know, a gang of outlaws in the in the Wild West taking on witches is necessarily the movie mm -hmm. to do that. Um, you know, yeah. uh, I, I, you know, it's, it's, it feels weird to say, oh yeah, if, you, if you're not an auteur, then maybe don't try it. But it's it's kind of just it's, it's that weird thing where you're watching this and you're like. You're trying to punch above your weight a little bit, and I don't, well, I don't know if this is necessarily. I'm kind of using this in a more broad example kind of way, uh, but you know, you try to punch above your weight a little bit, and it just it doesn't work. It ends ends up being more alienating than it does adding anything to the movie. Um, but yeah, uh, sadly, the main character is actually maybe one of the the least likable in some ways, uh, which mm -hmm. I'll get into in spoilers. I can't really say why before then. Mm -hmm. Um. Are you stopping distracted by your cat, Tim? This is really unprofessional. Uh, what, if I don't, uh, he's just going to walk over the, the keyboard and then we'll probably stop recording <laughs> like last <laughs> last week. Stop. They didn't know about that. They didn't have to know about this. <laughs> stop revealing things. This is a smooth operation. There's never a fault as far as the audience sure. are concerned. Mm -hmm. Concerned. Sure. Concerned. <laughs> concerned. Concerned. Uh, <laughs> Do you have any other spoiler-free thoughts before we vote? Not really. Um, I, I mean, I, again, for me, this does kind of fall in like, uh, like there's definitely stuff to talk about. But I mean, a lot of the things I didn't like about the the movie just kind of boils down to it uh, being really dull for me. Which I mean, unfortunately, is kind of like one of the least interesting things to talk about in a movie. You know? Well, but, I'm, I'm going to project. I'm going to challenge you then. Why is it sure. dull? What, what about what about it? Do you think makes it dull? Uh, well, I mean, I, well, I, I was just bored throughout the whole time. Uh, I didn't really care about any of the characters. Uh, like, didn't really care that much uh, about what happened to them. There just really wasn't anything in it that held my interest. <laughs> okay, okay. So characters weren't engaging to you. Didn't care about what was happening to them. Um, mm -hmm. you know, which is there to else you'd say maybe contributes to to your lack of caring, like uh. I don't know, like... I mean, like, uh, honestly, uh, you know, and I, I hate to criticize this because, um, you know, like a lot of these VOD movies, I'm assuming they probably don't have a huge budget, but, like, you know, it, it wasn't anything, like, stylistically that looked that great. Like, you know, it doesn't look, like, bad or anything, but, you know, there's nothing, like, uh, you know, not, like, any particularly great, like, cinematography or, you know, cool directorial uh, little flourishes or anything that, you know, really, you know, snapped out at me. 
No, that's fair. I don't know if it's badly directed. It's, it's kind of... Sure, it, yeah. fa- it falls into perfectly serviceable kind of territory <laughs> where, where nothing really sticks out, but nothing sticks out mm-hmm. in a bad way either. So, you know, like, give, give, you know the credit totally. where credit's due. Nothing sticks out in a bad way, so... Yeah, yeah, to be fair, it's, like, not, like, uh, a lot of this stuff is, you know, if it was a, a movie that maybe had my attention more, then it wouldn't even be something that, like, you really think about or is worth complaining, but then... Yeah, if it's a movie that you're not into, then it's like, you know, just like another thing. You're like, oh, yeah, then this and this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, the director did a segment or two on Scare Package, and the only full-length movie before this oh, was okay. Camera Obscura, which I have not heard of. Mm. Sounds like a horror movie, though, uh, from sure. the, 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 the title. Um, I think that isn't that a band, I think. I don't Pretty know. sure it's a band. I don't know. It's also a movie, apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from me? I'm an expert. Aaron okay. <laughs> B. Kuntz, the director of the film. Oh, yeah. I forgot. This is a Kuntz uh, production. Uh, one of these related to the great Dean Kuntz. Horror icon. <laughs> Maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the biographies are there's not even got a biography on IMDb so uh, it would take further research research that I'm not willing to spend time on uh, at this juncture in my life and in this show's history but maybe one day <laughs> the time will come sure <laughs> maybe one day yes uh, yeah okay okay well we'll get the spoilers in so we can talk about stuff uh, mm-hmm. so I will take this time not to thank our Patreon producers for the month uh, of September which I hope is when this episode also goes up, but we'll see. <laughs> um, so it has to, though, because it's the October 3rd, and this has to go up before the October 3rd. But anyway, thank you to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palisades, David Sharp, Bordenow, Al Tribesman, Christopher Moy, and Brett Williams. They are our Patreon producers for the month. That means they are $20 or more on patreon.com slash TV. but you can support us over there for as little as $1 per month, and that $1 will get you an extra episode of Screams After Midnight every single month. There's a back catalogue now of about 20 or so movies, uh, we do extra bonuses as well in October. We usually do four in October, mm-hmm. so that's coming obviously right around the corner. Uh, so you can go enjoy that back catalogue. At the $5 tier, you get to vote on an episode once per month. You get early access to all the review episodes by one day. And as I mentioned at the start of this review, uh, the $10 tier has the has the uh, Echoes by Morning vote, which is, I forgot mm-hmm. the title there for a second. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's where we have all these new VOD movies in, and we help uh, the patrons help us select which ones we're going to do on the show. And they picked the pale door, which apparently Tim's very upset about, and mm-hmm. uh, it's going to give them a lot of stern talking to on Patreon later. Put- I, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I've said this before, but I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't, um, not not a fan of our patrons. They, <laughs> <laughs> they need to get their act together. Maybe <laughs> I meanly worded post is okay. Listen mm-hmm. up, patrons. Yeah, <laughs> we've had enough of this shit. <laughs> um, it's like uh, you couldn't have picked a leprechaun movie or. A- yeah, it wasn't that open a vote. <laughs> I mean, there's, a, f- there's a writing option. <laughs> there's not. Shut up. Well, it <laughs> to, be. to be fair, the thing with this vote is though, is that people could go and like watch trailers and read the synopsis. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that everyone who voted on this vote though looked at the posters and said that poster looks the killest and picked that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, this did have the nicest poster, I think. Of the of the five options that were in the vote. The poster is cool, yeah. It has like a, like some type of like, like a steer skull or something on it. Yeah, we see the mask in the movie as well. But yeah, it's like yeah. a person, like a, like a, yeah, the skull mask kind of thing. But it's like, oh, it's, it's got it's got a good poster. 
It's a good poster. Yeah. Um, scary yeah. poster. And for the record, uh, if anyone was curious, uh, the, the, f- the film that was eliminated and will not be in the vote going forward <laughs> is Clownface. Uh, our patrons Ooh. did not vote for Clownface at any kind of great mass. Had the mm. smallest amount of points. So. Jeez, you'd think with the America's love of uh, of all the the jokers <laughs> out there that you know that people would want more clown content, but I guess not. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're just sick of the the president being a clown, so they thought, now nah, we want who don't oh want more God. clowns. <laughs> what a what a hot take! What a, <laughs> I can't believe you're getting political. <laughs> <laughs> this is not politics this is uh self do it yourself at home uh psychology is what this is um i don't need a, a doctorate in uh therapeutic medicine to prescribe yeah. and i and i do just want to here uh mention real quick yes. uh just in case anyone you know you know uh is taking me too seriously. Uh, obviously, I'm I'm joking. You know, I, I love all our patrons uh, except one. There's one that I don't like, but I'm not gonna mention by, <laughs> by name. But they can uh, they can figure that out. <laughs> I thought you were going to use that there as sort of side tangent into a plug for uh, President Werewolf based on the president joke. But, uh, fair enough. Yes, uh, too much Listen. to clarify. I didn't hate you. Well, no. all but one. All but one. <laughs> all but one. Yes, I hate about five of them. Uh, I'm going to tell you okay. which five, though. <laughs> they know who they are. <laughs> I just think it's funny. I, I hope they're all on a Discord or, so, or something now trying to figure out who it is. <laughs> like, well, you, you didn't like Leprechaun. Like, well, you didn't like the boy, so it must be you. Like, oh. Let's see. Who's who? <laughs> yes, yes. A real who's who of... <laughs> who, who do Peter and Tim hate out of all of our loyal fans? <laughs> um, okay, so full spoilers then for The Pale Door. Mm-hmm. Um, so the movie, I mean, the movie opens with the flashback of the, the two kids having to hide whilst mm-hmm. like gunmen come and kill their parents, and uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's a well enough done sequence. Uh, I thought that was going to be more brought up about the mother though, because there's like a weird moment where they're running through the house and they're sneaking around, and the mother's kind of standing there all like to the point where I thought the mother was going to end up tying into the the evil stuff from later. I, th- I thought she was going to end up being like a mm-hmm. member of like the coven or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no. <laughs> it is worth mentioning. We keep calling the witches, and they are witches, uh, you know, in this like sort of like almost Silent Hill esque like afterlife town that they're yeah. all in. Um, but the like you know the flashback we get we get the get the main witch Maria. Uh, you know, she was just falsely accused of being a witch. Like she wasn't mm-hmm. actually a witch in real life. She she became like a, a witch, in the afterlife. I guess it, mm-hmm. it was a vengeance. Uh, I I. The movie doesn't really get into the specifics of this too much. It just kind of shows us the flashback and then, you know. Mm. But there was nothing actually telling me she was a witch in real life. It was just kind of... I don't... Yeah, that was my t- my take yeah. that she was, uh, yeah, like burned at the stake or whatever as an innocent person. Yeah. So I, I got the impression that all of the, the, you know, the witches at this, like, fake brothel were all falsely mm. accused women who were burned at the stake. Mm. And this is kind of their their vengeance. I don't know if it ever honestly clearly defines why they need an innocent soul because that's what they want. They want Jacob because they find out Jacob's never killed anyone. Yeah, and they want him because uh, he's innocent and he's he's pure. Um, I don't know if they ever actually clearly thought, define why. <laughs> I thought, I I thought it was something like they, I don't know, like, like I I thought it's something to do with like they were like feeding off his innocence or whatever or like it was. Like something like um, I don't know that would help him continue to 
I guess live or whatever this kind of version of living is. I don't know. It seemed like something like that to me. Yeah, I guess. Um, that, that was a little bit strange to me. I never really felt that, that was well defined. But yeah. Uh, so you know, we get an introduction to the, the team. Uh, like I say, I thought they were relatively likable. Uh, when they show up in the in the bar and uh, the little brother's not in the gang, but he basically volunteers when one of their members gets killed in a standoff with a, a bounty hunter. Um, I you know I kind of enjoyed the the like you know the leader uh, Duncan, the older brother. He he's got like a five thousand dollar bounty on his head. But I kind of mm. like the bickering with the others, where one of them's like, "Only a thousand? I'm worth at least double that." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this kind of opening scene, uh, like, wasn't too bad. Like, yeah, with, like, they're in the bar, and then even the kind of the, you know, uh, train heist after that. I'd say, uh, for, for most of that part, I was still into it. Um, yeah, it was, uh, honestly, it was kind of, like, after, like, all the train stuff where it, it felt like it really started to slow down for me, even though that's where... The horror yeah, started kind of, kicking in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, so, yeah, sure, I, I get it, I get it. Uh, and they have this whole guilt thing. Yeah, it's like almost like a a, a Spider Man Uncle Ben thing, where <laughs> he 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 hesitates to shoot a woman who runs from the train, thinking she's mm. scared. And you know, Jacob's never shot anyone, so he's like, like just run, just go, just go, and never come back. Mm. But she comes back later and sh- you know t- fires at them and ends up hitting his brother. So Duncan mm. being shot and needing medical attention is kind of the main reason to trust Pearl, the girl who was mm. in the Hannibal mask in the in the chest. Uh, like hey. I'll take you to, you know, my town and they'll give you a reward and we can patch up your friend. So they go with her and they end up in like one little hut and there's nothing nearby, but it's not until she actually shows them the way that they can get there, which again kind of ties into this. It's like a mystical place that you can't just enter. It's like Silent Hill or the island from Lost. You can't just stumble into it. I I did like that kind of like weirdness to it where like they go out and like all of a sudden there's this brothel and they're like hey wait a minute this wasn't here before like i do like that kind of mm. strangeness about it yeah no i mean i was still pretty much on board at this point i, mm. I think uh you know because there's a moment as well when she says oh i'll take you to the brothel one of the guys is like did she say brothel <laughs> like all of a sudden yeah. <laughs> they don't care about the friend dying they're like hey we're going to a brothel this is this is excellent news and they go in and like they they take the the brother Duncan and there's a lot of stuff sort of in the way here and like just before where the younger brother Jacob like gives him like this uh this you know what do you what do we call it the not a handkerchief <laughs> not a handkerchief what do you call the thing uh towel I don't know it's not a towel <laughs> I forget um. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How do neither of us know the word for the stupid thing cowboys wear around their necks? Um, oh, uh, bandana, I guess. Yeah, it looks like a bandana. Mm. But I did call it a bandana. They don't I really don't wear know. like a bandana. <laughs> uh, anyway, but he keeps, he gives him, it's just this thing because he gave it to his little brother you know, when they were younger. It's like, hey, mm. this will protect you. This is, you know, big brother magic and he's trying to give it back. Mm. So there's a lot of like emotional him concerned about his brother stuff. We find out that Jacob is gay. Uh, he's not interested in sleeping with any other woman at the brothel, and we also he mentions that he's not killed anyone. Which and I think I, I did kind of like this moment because when he says he's never killed anyone, he's never taken a life. It kind of cuts to all the different uh, women in all the different rooms who are with all the men, kind of just sort of turning sharply. It was kind of like it's like they all heard that, like they all sensed that he said that. Uh, um, no. <laughs> 
No, I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the all right touch. <laughs> uh, but then, of course, I like a, and a, again, kind of. Um, I like stuff like that where it, like, makes them seem like a little more like animalistic, you know, like kind of mm. like monsters where it's like, yeah, like oh, like oh, hey, we were starting to smell like fresh blood or something, you know. There was Perks a tease. There was a tease before this when they were sort of walking in one of the first places where we see we didn't realize it was witches necessarily at this point mm-hmm. but we see them crawling on the ceiling like the, the, the burn cool. the burn yeah. versions well i thought they mm-hmm. looked a little bit you know cg so i was kind of not super into mm-hmm. those uh when they actually turned into their like grotesque versions in the brothel though mm-hmm. i did like uh because the the sort of asshole character um what's his name uh, dodd who kind of becomes a bit more likable by the end because he sort of decides to like protect the kid because early on he's kind of like oh is he going to like turn on the kid kind of thing um mm-hmm. He, like, has a thing with the prostitute where he's like, oh, you know, no, no, I'm not going to bathe, you know, Dodd likes it dirty. And <laughs> there's a moment where he's distracted because one of the other guys, like, who's already seen, like, the, the witch turn is trying to bang on the door. And when he turns back around mm-hmm. to look at her, he freaks out because she's got the big nose and she's all burned and she's got the, the you know, the sort of, like, scraggly grey hair. And she says, what's the matter? Dodd likes it dirty. And I thought, okay, mm-hmm. that was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> you know, so it, was, it was kind of a grotesque, yeah. you know, humor. And it becomes this kind of big shootout where they're all kind of trying to, like, dive and, like, fight their way out of the brothel and they're mm-hmm. shooting the witches, blah, blah, blah. But they can't find the big brother. Duncan's just missing. Um, and it kind of becomes this thing where they're wandering for a little bit, but the back half of the movie is basically them just hanging out in the church because the church is the mm-hmm. one place where the witches can't go. Uh which is a lot odd to me that it's in their mystical town. Like, it's not like it's in the real world and it's, like, the real church necessarily, yeah. but I guess the rules still apply inside this Silent Hill-esque sure. Old West town. Uh, mm. But, you know, we have a lot of stuff where, like, the, you know, the, the sort of father figure character that looked after them afterwards, mm. uh, Lester, his name is, you know, he's kind of the, the one who's really looking out for the both the kids the whole time. He basically comes clean about uh, his father, because jacob's got this like idea that his father was this great like farmer you know he, he had cattle and he was unjustly mm. killed but the truth was is that his father was a thief uh, as was his mm. mother and the people who came to the house to kill them it wasn't some like super evil thing it was retaliation because of what he'd done <clears> what his father had done already uh, so there's a lot of character stuff that comes out in this section of the film honestly though it does suffer from just sort of hanging around waiting uh in mm. the in the church for a long time uh, there's a couple yeah. of moments where it kind of perks up a little bit, but this is kind of what I was saying earlier on about it's starting to feel kind of helpless. Where uh, one of the characters, Wiley, who's also kind of like mostly likable for the, the film, he's kind of the the smart one who keeps a book and has all the information. He at one point randomly just starts eating glass, and mm-hmm. they have to like you know pull it out of his hand, and he's got blood pouring from his mouth. And I thought this was quite effective because it was making me cringe. It was like, okay, this this is sure. notably horrific. Yeah. But he just says afterwards that he's so hungry and you get the sense that, no, this is like, they're doing this to him. Somehow they're affecting him. Uh, mm-hmm. And then eventually later on he starts like cutting himself and, you know, whatever else, you know. He dies, uh, Lester dies, and it ends up just being the, the you know, the, the Dodd and, and Jacob and they're just going to fight their way out and they're probably going to mm-hmm. die, but they're basically at the point where like, well, let's go down swinging if nothing else. Uh, yeah. And you know, I wanted to really like this moment. Like, this moment with them teaming up and, like, mm-hmm. Dodd seeming to actually give a shit about Jacob and sort of being there for him and saying, no, you run, I'll hold them off. Like, 
These moments feel like they should have felt like a bigger deal. Like there should have been more of an emotional impact because he was kind of the one who was against them early on. And, you know, not in a super dark way, just very kind of, you know, antagonistic, you know, mildly antagonistic. Uh, he actually has maybe one of the most violent scenes of the movie, actually. Early on in the train heist, he, he sticks his spur in someone's mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oof, yeah. And, and it sort of just like, kicks his that. leg back and it just, like, you know, it just slices Ooh. one cheek off. And yeah, you can actually yeah. see the cheeks up you know pulled apart so that looked quite good so yeah uh i didn't have i, I guess i didn't have the same negative feeling on the the effects because i thought there was at least well, enough of them were good that i never came away from the movie thinking well i think it's about maybe like half and half because there is like good stuff like that and you mentioned um yeah i forget that character's name but the guy that like eats glass and then like you know cuts himself all up like that looked like really good but then there were other scenes where i don't know i mean I mean, maybe they were practical, but I think there was like sometimes, uh, like I think especially maybe like some of like the scenes on the train or something where someone would get shot and it kind of looked like fake CGI blood. And then, like I don't, I remember that scene where um, like one of the like witches or whatever I think is pretending to be someone, and then she like changes into like a bunch of crows or ravens and like goes up into the sky. Like I thought that looked like sure. super cheesy. Well, that you know. was that de- was definitely CG. You didn't do that practically. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was like bad CG. Like yeah. no offense, but <laughs> and then like um, <laughs> you have to say no offense. We're criticizing bad CG. To... <laughs> well, like again, like I, you know, I, like sometimes it's like I don't know. You watch a movie and it's just like, ooh, like why did you think that good that was good? But then like sometimes there's a movie like this where it's like, all right, well I'm sure they're doing the best they can on the budget they have, but uh, I mean, still like, yeah, that didn't look good. Yeah. That was a uh, yeah, it was it was one of the most. It wasn't even one of them. It was just it was meant to be Duncan to try and trick Jacob. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as you know, he said, "No, that's not you're not my brother. This is a trick." And immediately yeah. Dodge shoots him in the head, and it just bursts into like crows. And in fact, that's the other thing. Uh, Lester, when he dies, he dies. Oh no, is it Lester? I think maybe Wiley. One of them dies mm-hmm. via crow birth, like a crow that was cool. out, out of their <laughs> mouth. Yeah, I did like that. <laughs> um, honestly, a lot of the big moments are actually quite good. It just. It just really needed tightening, and maybe the, the lead character needed to be a bit more interesting and engaging. And I think, you know, tighten yeah. up the pacing a little bit. It, it, you know, it would have made for a... I think... Because I think I, as it is, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's an okay movie. But you could tell, see, there's enough good stuff in there that if they just tightened up these other things around it... Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree with that because, like, the kind of like the bigger moments that we're talking about right now, I do think are all pretty cool. It's just the problem is that it felt there was like such like big, boring gaps. And, and I mean, maybe they're there, maybe they weren't even like that long, but to me, they felt long because I don't, I don't know, it's not a super long movie, but it, I don't know, it really dragged on for me uh, as I was watching it. I mean, that's fair. We can't all aspire to work for tim's impeccable taste i mean tim's got a <laughs> tim's got a palette that's developed over decades uh sure. the taste is has to be you know immaculate <laughs> hey i mean you like what you like you know <laughs> nothing wrong with that <laughs> yes coming from the person who likes leprechaun and the boy sure yeah i mean i wouldn't go as low to you know make fun of someone's opinions you know <laughs> there's nothing wrong with liking a movie it's not a crime <laughs> <laughs> if i if i had the, the energy i would go back and like, insert a supercut of every time you've insulted one of my movie opinions how dare you try and take the high ground you sniveling little co-host 
hear me? Sniveling. And... <laughs> Sniveling. Sniffling, maybe. Sniffling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't catch any viruses, Tim. It's not the year for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the year for that. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, I mean, the, the office we're, we're recording is like uh, cat central. So, and then the, the cats are usually crowding around me. So I think, I think I have a slight allergic uh, allergy to them because uh, I always feel more stuffed up when we're recording. Yeah, it could be the cats. Could be, <laughs> could be me somehow. I don't know. Maybe I just make you more sniffly. Sure. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that could be it. All right. So you're a sniffly, sniveling co-host. As we've established <laughs> in the past minute. All right. This has been a been a productive <clears throat> episode of the show. <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, I will say though, like like you just mentioned, the I do think the uh, crow birth was actually pretty cool. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the, you know, the big end of the movie is that they basically, the witches say to Jacob, look, we want to make a deal, we want you, we want you to willfully join us, um, and we'll give you something in return, and basically what they give him in return is his brother, like, they've actually fixed his, you know, fixed up his brother, his brother walks out, confirms that it's <sighs> him, you know, they, they hug, and he's like, look, you, you let him go, you never go after him, you make sure, you know, he has a decent life. Uh, because all throughout the movie, Jacob's been like wanting to save up money to like rebuy the farmhouse that his parents had, and mm-hmm. Duncan's like, "Ah, oh, that's stupid. Don't forget that stuff. It's in the past." Blah blah blah. So the end of the movie here is that Jacob essentially gives Duncan this happy family life, you know, because we see at the end, the last scene of the movie is Duncan on the farm. He's got a wife with a baby, and you know. Now, did did this feel familiar <laughs> at all to you? Um. You know what? Nothing sprung to mind, but I've got a funny feeling that when you tell me what you're thinking, it's going to. Match. I was like, uh, I was like, wow, uh, someone just pulled a fantasy island. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, I never, it never occurred to me. <laughs> well, because this was his fantasy. Is that what you're getting at? Uh, I mean, spoilers alert uh, for if you haven't watched Fantasy Island, but that also ends with one brother having to stay in like this mystical place so that his other brother can survive. Oh, that part of the time. The fact that you (laughs) think I'm going to remember important plot details of Fantasy Island tells me everything to know about your credentials, quite quite frankly. Hey, I, I didn't like Fantasy Island. I'm just saying that this movie clearly ripped it off. Oh yeah, I'm sure they wrote and produced and shot this movie since February, during the quarantine. Yes, I'm sure all that happened since that movie came out. <laughs> I'll tell you this, I was not expecting Fantasy Island to be the movie you were about to bring up. And, uh, and obviously joking, uh, but it's, uh, it, it is funny because uh, yeah, the similarities stick out to me. Yeah, how dare you bring up a Jeff Wardlow movie? How dare you bring a Jeff Wardlow <laughs> Lucy Hale combo movie up on this show? Well, <laughs> all uh, obligations we had to talk about that movie ended at the end of that episode. We never have to mention that <laughs> stupid movie ever again, unless uh, I don't know, patron- patrons vote for it somehow. <laughs> There's no readers. There's no readers in podcasting. <laughs> but maybe they want to watch it on a stream. No. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I veto I veto all. I, veto, I have that power. Okay? All right. Okay. All right. On this podcast I'm head witch. 
<laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to watch that makes sure, but th that's what we're going with. Uh, HWIC, head witch in charge. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is this? This what is this devolved into? Um, mm. that. I think the movie's okay. Like, I, I think it's perfectly watchable. I don't think you're going to be mad. I mean, I think the average rating in IMDb right now is like a 3.6, which I think is a bit harsh. Mm. Um, for, for me, this is like, uh, you know, for, for getting to the ratings, which I think we, we more or less are. Um, you know, I think this is like a 5.5. Like, I don't think it's quite good, but I think there's enough things in there that I can see what they're trying to do. There's a better... There's attempts to try and make likable characters, which I think for the most part kind of succeeds. I mean, they're not amazing characters, but I don't dislike most of them. And then, mm. you know, it's got, it's got a couple of good sort of horror moments, you know, whether it's the, the, the pigeon or the glass or the, mm -hmm. the, the spur and the... I mean, the spur and the, the, the face isn't really a horror moment, but it's gory enough that it feels mm. like a horror moment. Yeah, uh, well, I'm definitely going to go lower. Um, I think I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a four. Uh, I think... For me, it's not horrible. It's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, there are a few like good parts to it, but um, yeah, it's just dragged down to me by yeah, just like a lot of dullness, a lot of boringness. Um, I, I kind of get like the drama that they're going for, but I don't know. Kind of a lot of it came off like kind of eye rolly to me, like the whole like big brother little brother thing like and i thought that was just kind of cheesy <laughs> like uh also kind of yeah. kept making me think of arrested development <laughs> it was kind of weird actually because when duncan comes out at the end jacob's like hey big brother and he doesn't respond at first and he turns around and says hey that's not my brother you're trying to trick me again and then duncan goes hey hey little brother and i'm like wait do, do you really think it's that hard to figure out that the, the response he's expecting yeah, when he I, says, hey, big brother, is hey, little brother? I mean, that's not yeah. that hard to fake. I I said the same thing. I was like, oh, yeah. Hey, who could have ever cracked that code? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. Um but yeah, I mean, uh, like, uh, like I, I mean, I guess probably like, I, I sound pretty harsh, but I mean, honestly, it, we've definitely seen a lot worse. It's like, not like egregiously bad it's like if you know it's streaming or whatever fine give it a watch i, I mean it's like on vod now but if it's on like netflix or actually one, one thing that kind of <laughs> pissed me off is like uh, i had to pay for this movie and then like one of the first things that comes up is like you know uh they're going through the logos and stuff and it's like shutter <laughs> i'm like wait a minute there's a shutter movie like what if we just waited two weeks we've been i will just watch it on shutter for free uh i mean obviously i pay for shutter but you know what i mean um so <laughs> no he so doesn't I wasn't he's tim's got a deal with a cable guy he's got him hooked up to a, a, an extra pipeline yeah. <laughs> or something i don't know hey can you give me a shutter for free like uh is it on cable <laughs> no uh but um yeah the uh i forget where i was going with it. oh yeah i mean there's like some cool stuff uh and but there's also um some dumb bad stuff <laughs> i think uh so yeah, like for me, it's not like egregiously bad or horrible, but it is below like the halfway point of like, you know, just being like fine or okay for me. So four is my score. Four score. And seven movies ago, we watched The Boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> what if uh, the third boy movie, <laughs> they travel to the old west? <laughs> 
Tim, there isn't going to be a third boy movie. <laughs> Give up that dream right now. Oh yeah, like yeah, you said, there's never going to be a second boy movie. <laughs> Did I say that? I don't recall saying that. <laughs> you probably hoped for it. Oh, I, t- I hope it's not the same as predicting, Tim. That's this. I mm. I hope for a lot of things. Uh, okay. Sometimes, sometimes it pays <laughs> off. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. Sure. Look. <laughs> don't you sit there and try mm. to. I don't know. Gaslight me? Is that what's happening here? I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> Catfish. Catfishing me? <laughs> sure. Oh, dear. All right. I, I think I'll probably wrap it up there. Uh, have you made it this far in the review? Let's put the words... Or put the words, little brother in the comments on youtube you also hit the like button like it's super important it helps us find more people i'm going to make tim pose for the thumbnail so here mm. we go if tim can just lean back a little touch so his head's not cut off at the top all right three two one pose <laughs> am i supposed to photoshop a hat in? <laughs> yeah <laughs> put a cowboy hat on me <laughs> uh, if tim was committed he'd have gotten a prop hat just for the just for the occasion I probably have some somewhere. <laughs> probably have a cowboy hat just lying around somewhere. <sighs> somewhere. I don't feel like getting it out. I could yeah. go through my chest of props. Uh huh. Uh huh. Somewhere up his ass. You you're done? <laughs> you feel better? There's no shame in joking, Tim. No shame. Uh, all right. You so leave, you leave my ass out of this. <laughs> I will never leave your ass out of this. Your ass is a, a primary feature of this podcast. Oh uh, my <laughs> it's basically right. the, the the third host. It's Peter, Tim, and Tim's ass. Okay, <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> All right, that's been the pale door or screws after but Hopefully you've enjoyed our rants and rambles of the, of the movie. Uh, of course, you can let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments. Uh, you can get us on Patreon, as we mentioned earlier, patreon.com slash TV for support and all that stuff. Uh, everything we just said, though, liking, commenting, all of it does help. Uh, we can get us on Twitter at Streams Midnight for updates and Tim posting teases and stupid jokes and whatever else Tim does. Uh, mm-hmm. basically I'm not even sure if we should let him have access to a, a Twitter account never mind the official Streams After Midnight Twitter account but oh. uh, but chaos <laughs> reigns uh, people mm-hmm. seem to like it so I'll let it pass <laughs> so <laughs> that is us though uh, so thank you very much for watching Let's and the Oktoberthon is coming up look forward to lots of extra episodes throughout the month of October uh, but it's been a pleasure to serve you today kind ladies and gentlemen and witches, and warlocks, and spiny-headed-looking creatures. And that last one was a reference to the hit television show, Buffer the Vampire Slayer. We'll see you next time, guys. Keep watching scary movies. Goodbye.